The legends are true. But overwhelming power! The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Great Scott, I'm Tomescent. Hey gang, how the hell are you? Kevin Goatee's here, so you know it's time for just another dandy episode of Gutting the Sacred Cow. Why? Well, I brought back one of my all-time favorites, Don Jameson, and he is going to deep pants Shallow Hal, a film that was beloved in the 2000s, and who is going to sit in as guest host? Well, how about Marcella Alonso? Remember her from the Gremlins episode? Well, she is going to sit shotgun, and we're going to see if Don is as bat kooky as he was when he said die hard and the Matrix stunk. So here we go. Let's see if Don's got the goods to drown shallow Hal. Gather round, here's what I know. It's just that this cow has got to go. Roads? Where we're going, we don't need roads. Marcel Alonso, name that film. Shallow Hallow. No, 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 no. (laughs) It is not from Shallow Hallow. Don Jameson. Good to see you again, pal. What movie is that from? That's easy. That's um, Shallow Hal 2. <laughs> Shallower Hal? Shower Hal. Yes. Shallow Hal 2, The Smell of Fear. <laughs> no, yeah. kids. That film is Back to the Future. I gave you an easy one, I thought, Marcella. I thought you'd know that one. Oh, my brain can't remember that far back. <laughs> It's a goddamn American classic film. Why am I yelling? Kevin Goatee, joined by Marcel Alonso, Guessos, and of course, Don Jameson. Don has chosen a film that was really beloved back in the 2000s, and I was floored that it was so beloved. He has chosen the aforementioned Shallow Hal. 2001 budget of $40 million, a box office haul of $141 million bucks. Turn that into 2023 money, 
$68 million budget, $179.7 million uh, box office haul, about 3X here. So, yes. and, and of course, welcome to Gutting the Sacred Cow, friends, where the, we're the best movie debate slash movie podcast out there where you know the guests pick a film they find overrated or hate and trying to convince us to see their argument. But of course, the twist... It must meet one of these criteria. Why they beloved, critically acclaimed, or a financial success. So no dunking on Friday the 13th, part five. We all know it stinks. IMDB scores. Marcella, you're the guest. Uh, you're the co-host, actually, but ladies first, we'll allow you to do that. What do you think Shallow House scored on the IMDB scale, which is one through 10 with decimal points? 7.2. Don Jameson. Lower, lower. What do you got? 6.5. 6.5. Uh, Don, you're the closest. Six flat. Wow. 6.0. Don, Rotten Tomatoes, 1 through 100. You know the drill, pal. What did the critics give this fine cinematic adventure? Yeah, critics are critics are pretty tough. So, if the, I mean, if IMDb only gave, I, somewhere around the same, 65-ish. 65. Marcel, what did the critics give Shallow How? 67. 50. Oh. Not fans. Audience, Marcelo, same scale, one through 100. What did the audience give Shallow How? I'd say in the 60s. All right, let's make it a little more specific. 61. 61, Don Jameson. I'm going to go, I'm going to go a little higher. I'm going to go 70. Ooh, poor choice. It is 45. Wow. When you chose this, Don, I go, oh, people love this film. Guess what? They don't. And that's what some of the Twitter comments had to say. How does how is that allowed? Okay, well we'll learn. I, I want to do. I'll defend. I'll defend it when it's my turn. Of course you will, and and quite aptly, I'm sure, as you always have. Quotes, members only. You must be the last remaining member. I legit laughed out loud at that. That one's always sticks out. <laughs> Hal, come in and look at this turd. It looks like Klinger from Mash. Pretty good. Yep, not bad. Hey, why are you wearing gloves? You ever walk in a truck, rest stop, bathroom on your hands? <laughs> Comical. Uh, and of course, the obvious shallow Hal needs a gal. Don, quotes. What do you have? Quotes? What yeah. do you mean? Anything jump out at you quote-wise that um, I did not use? I, you know, what did, I'm trying to see what... It took a while for something to make me laugh. I, uh, as far as quotes... Um, Let's see. Um, no, I didn't find any of the. I didn't find any funny quotes. I Fair found enough. A couple of funny situations. Marcella, any quotes jump out at you, my dear? No, nothing that sticks out. No. All right, quite unremarkable so far. Five fun facts. Gwyneth Paltrow said she was taken aback by the way people treat the overweight. In a W Magazine interview, Paltrow says, The first day I tried the suit on, the fat suit on, I was in the Tribeca Grand Hotel in New York City, and I walked through the lobby. It was so sad. It was so disturbing. No one would make eye contact with me because I was obese. By the way, hypocritically coming from a woman who's ultra fucking skinny. Right, and has every, every turns every head in every room she walks in. Right. Well, One of yeah, oh yeah. Still to this day, I mean, she's in her fifties and is still bringing it. 
One of two, uh, one of two house co-worker confidants, the middle-aged bald guy is his bandmate, Tenacious D, Kyle Gass. Mm-hmm. When Rosemary jumps in the pool, the huge splash was created by two wide hoses, which Gwyneth Paltrow had to dive between, which shot off streams of water on each side of her, simulating a huge splash of water. That was that I laughed at. Yeah. I thought that was one of Marcelo's boobs jumping in the water both times. So <laughs> it's a big splash. Joshua Little Boy Shintani casting as Little Boy was a complete accident. While vacationing in Hawaii, sightseeing by car, Peter Farrelly passed Shintani as he sat outside a public library playing his ukulele. Farrelly stopped and asked Shintani to come to L.A. for a screen test, where Shintani was immediately cast. So no, he was a big, fat Hawaiian guy. Oh, yes, yes, yes. It was so fat he could barely see. Ron Darling's counterpart. Right, exactly. Kids, play a ukulele outside of a library. You, too, can get a bit part in Hollywood. (laughs) Maybe in a Fairly Brother film. Maybe in a Seth Rogen film. Maybe in a snuff film. Dealer's choice. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Mauricio Jason Alexander corrects Jack Black, telling him he actually makes $29,500 a year, which averages to about $14.12 per hour for a full-time employee. Ironically, currently a McDonald's employee salary, which buys a lot of powdered hair for Jason Alexander. (laughs) This is true. Not a lot in the fun fact department, kids. I, uh, I'm not going to lie. But let's have the fun fact-seeking crew really get into it as they're going to come and ask Don Jameson and ask a gutter. Ken Bjorn Turner, how the hell did Shallow Hal make any of the show requirements? That movie is trash. Hey, All stay. right, so here's my defense of this movie. Because, because your first instinct and my first instinct was that people – liked did like this movie i mean i just remember everybody going crazy for it all the and it's the farrelly brothers that was when they were hot back all the farrelly brothers are so edgy they're so funny all what they did what else fargo right no that's a coen brothers big difference (laughs) (laughs) whatever they were like they were dumber kingpin something about mary all those me myself and irene right they were the the funny edgy guys and i get it they they made this film. It, you know, listen, it made $140 million. You said that yourself. Right. You read that. That's a true stat. So it made a lot of money. And sadly, it did well enough for them to make that other steaming pile of turds stuck on you, stuck with you, whatever that Matt Damon movie was, what movie was where he played a conjoined twin. So Did you, did you watch that? No, I would never. Me neither. <laughs> Marcella, did you catch that? Oh, I no, I didn't even know that movie existed. Well, that's a hot trick right here, kids. Ugh. Yeah, and so and and if that movie had done a little bit better, it would have been inevitable that the Farrelly brothers directed the trilogy of handicap making fun of movies with one about a thalidomide baby starring Brad Pitt. <laughs> Let me write that down. Is that treatment out there? Can a thalidomide baby? Can we get Brad Pitt? Is he around? Is he available? Well, they figure we got Gwyneth the Paltrow to wear a fat suit. We could probably get Pitt to put some flipper arms on. <laughs> Can you? I would love to see Brad Pitt in a flipper outfit, and then. Hot- 
and then and just walking around and, and playing an autistic guy grabbing girls' boobs and just going waka 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 while making a bike horn sound at the same time. <laughs> Already funnier than shallow. House. <laughs> Next uh, on Ask a Gutter is oh, it clicked away from it. Oh, here we go. The something something cast, the fine fellows that you see, our artwork behind you that Marcella complimented me on. Most people ask if this movie were made today. Screw that. Who would you cast if this movie was made in 1985? That's a good question. Mm. Who would you cast in the starring role roles, Don Jameson? Well, who, who, well, you would. Yeah, probably had your your pick, right? Wouldn't you have Belushi available in '85? Uh, yes, he's he was alive then, right? I'm pretty sure. You would have John Candy. You know, I'm just trying to think of the heavy, yeah. funny men who were popular back then. Who, uh, who had some charisma. So w those guys would be available. And then female wise, who was, uh, Leah Thompson. Yeah. She, yeah, Jennifer they... gray. <laughs> Molly, yeah. Ring Molly Ringwald. Oh wait, she's not. Huh? Molly Ringwald would have been a good choice. Yeah. How about a young Demi Moore? Oh, that would have been real good. Yeah. Yeah. How about we have, how about we have Francis from Pee Wee's big adventure in the Jack Black role? Can I get a second on that? It's not, Francis. It's, too creepy. it's not for sale, Francis. <laughs> who doesn't love that film? Communists, that's who. Next, at Newark Night, Brandon Oglesby. This movie is the most shocking up for a gutting. Really didn't think this qualified. Second person to say that. My question for Don Jameson is, do you think this film shows the studio was massively out of touch even for the time that it was made, or were writers just rushed to make anything work? I think it's, again, it's this Farrelly brothers obsession at the time. They did Kingpin, you know, with the bowler, with the, you know, the prosthetic hand. It's like, now what can we take it up the next level? Level Ah, prosthetic fat suit. You know, then they went for the conjoined twins. They even crowbarred in um, uh, a spina bifida guy in the shallow house. So, oh, right. you know, they were just working this whole sort of, you know, oddity, you know, you know, angle to, to their humor, but it just wasn't funny. They just were crowbarring this stuff in really for no reason. We also forgot to mention that Johnny Knoxville got the Down Syndrome kids in the ringer, but they did, he actually made it with the blessing of, I think it's, I don't want to say the ADA, whatever the, that association is that really takes care of those people. Like he did it in a tasteful manner. That's why he got the blessing of them to do it. But yeah, that, that's the one niche the Fairley Brothers missed out on. Oh, yeah, and funny, too. So. Kingpin was funny. That movie I, is undeniable, but. It, you know what, man? I, I rewatched it not long ago. Boy, it really slogged. I loved it when I first saw it. And Ernie McCracken is still hilarious. Let's not get that twisted. But a lot of the in-between stuff, I was just like, it's lazy. There are lazily written jokes. Dumb and Dumber is still flawless. And I am a huge me, myself, and Irene fan. Huge. That film is, is great. We'll get into it. Next question. At Lord Snurts, Shallow Hal? Surprise, this made the cut. Third person. Going back to the playground for this question. Growing up, what was your go-to fat joke or insult? Ah, here you go. I was the one. Well, I, and when I was a kid, I was the fat kid. So I was, you know, I was Fat Donald until fourth grade. Fat Donald? Oh. Yeah. That's what they called me. Now I thought, look at me. 
<laughs> I'm more. I'd be more offended. They call you Donald. That's pretty. Uh... <laughs> that was. It was. That was a little more embarrassing. Yeah. I knew I was bad, but I just didn't want anybody to know my full name was Donald. Well, it's a, well. I mean, you're, you're, I mean, the, your mama jokes. I mean, your mom was so fat. You know, dot dot dot. She, you know, you have to roll her in dough, look for the wet spot, and slap her thighs at the baseball bat the right away in. That I learned that from Last Boy Scout. Those are the best ones I've heard. Marcella, any uh, fat jokes that you heard or gave out as a kid? No, not that I can remember. <laughs> oh, all right. You're better than us. I get it. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't know. I can't think of anything. <laughs> Don and I are two dirtbag comedians. We just made fun of everybody who just walked in our general <laughs> path. At Eric4953. All right, wait. It was kind of cool seeing Ron Darling in the movie. Are there any redeeming qualities of this movie? I say no. Um, I mean, uh, redeeming qualities. I think, you know, um, I, as, as bad as, as, as I thought Jack Black was as a comedic actor, he actually was pretty good with the straight stuff. You know, I, 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 he was actually better as like a sincere actor than he was like, he was, he's way over the top as a kid. Like he made Robin Williams look, you know, <laughs> tame. Mild. Yeah. yeah. You know, so, so I actually thought he was like towards the end of the movie when I was like, all right, obviously I'm not going to laugh, but at least let's, he learned something at the end and he was kind of, he was kind of good as an actor being the sincere guy who changed and, realize yeah it's not it's not about the outside it's about the inside and let me just say this kevin goatee yeah i don't need to be hypnotized by tony robbins to see the beauty inside of you my friend oh you know how to find your express route right to my heart my friends <laughs> <laughs> jack black's best film he he's done are you ready for this acting wise king kong mm. okay. you caught that one with peter jackson at Eric at four nine five three again. How big is Tony Robbins' head? Do you think he has special abilities to do, to do to do that abnormal noggin? I think he missed a word there. How big is Tony Robbins' head? Are we talking uh, Barry Bonds post steroids kind of big? Is that what we're, <laughs> we're, we're we're going for here, Eric? Or and does he have abilities like what Professor X or <laughs> can he teleport people? Not teleport people, but move things with his mind and mind control. That's yeah, he can. He he's moved hundreds of million dollars out of people's bank accounts yeah. into his. That <laughs> they already know. Yeah, who's built who's built people out of more money? Him or Joel Osteen? <laughs> oh, Joel Osteen wins. Yeah, I think so too. The, the guy's a yeah. jet for Christ's sake. He did it with a smaller head too. Yeah. yeah. Next. Rex at Rex Crumb, which is worse, Shallow Hal or one of Gwyneth Paltrow's goop vagina candles? Listen, don't, she irks me beyond belief. Although I will say, those scene, there was a scene where she, well, the scene where she gets undressed, she looks smoking. Uh, she's really sexy. Body double, by the way. Um, yeah. That well, was one of the fun. That, that was one of the fun facts. But even then. You could just tell in her regular clothes. She was still a, a, a smoke show. But yeah, but she's she irks me like that. She tries so hard, like as a as a person. Forget the actor for now. So as a person, she tries so hard to pretend she's a regular person, like she's edgy. Meanwhile, she you know you name your kid Apple. 
how edgy could you possibly be? <laughs> it's in these notes too, pal. <laughs> She's like, well, she said in a magazine article the other day, she go, she go, they go, what was it like, you know, being able to hang out like in Hollywood before social media? She, oh, oh man, we used to get, do coke off the tables and danced up on the tables. And so I, you never did that. No, she, she's no. one of those. She, I put her in the Jennifer Aniston category in the sense that. We all know she's attractive, but there's nothing about her that evokes that I just want to bang the living piss out of her kind of thing. And you're 100% right. Do you think she's sitting there doing coke off Ben Affleck's cock at a Miramax party? No, I do not. No, she was busy doing it on a, off of Harvey Weinstein's. Yeah. <laughs> Marcella, who's a dude that everyone pretty much agrees is attractive, but you're like, he doesn't exude that I got to bang this dude. And don't say Don Jameson, he's right here. That's very rude of you to do that. No, um, <laughs> what's his name? The one from Magic Mike. Channing I Tatum? I mean, yeah, that guy? <laughs> yeah. You think I, so? I just, really? Not a fan? I don't think, mm -mm. I, I knew of him when I was younger. So I think that it plays into a factor. What do you mean you knew? Of, do tell, what, what do you mean you knew of him? Um, we both were strippers in Tampa. So okay. I knew I knew of him and, and when he used to strip back then, but I've never found him attractive. Did you find him when he was dancing at Chippendales or? No, he wasn't. Chip, he wasn't the outside for Chippendales. No. Was he at a, why? You're, you're, you have a smile on your face. Are you insinuating? <laughs> no, he was, I just. He was, at, was he at a gay club dancing? That's a yes. <laughs> Allegedly. Allegedly. So. Allegedly. Oh. Okay. Well, Channing Tatum is gay for pay, according to Marcel Alonso, everybody. That's what I learned. I did, that is that come out of my mouth. <laughs> Allegedly. Allegedly. At Eric4953, he's on fire today. I hope Do real Don Jameson shreds this movie. Jack Black is not funny, never has been. This movie is full of hateful stereotypes and some not so hateful. I guess all fat people are sweet and nice. Bullshit. Michael Moore, Rosie O'Donnell, Harvey Weinstein. How about we throw in there Mike Francesa? <laughs> But at least he's at least he's cranky and it's and it's funny. Yeah. Back after but, this. Back after this. Uh, oh my god! <laughs> this all day with you. At Zyphos, that movie sucks so bad it's hard to come up with any question. All right, statement. At Nemirovsky, other than this atrocious piece of shit, what are your favorite and least favorite Farley Brother movies? Well, Kingpin, Kingpin's their is their 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 classic movie, and I don't I think I like any of their other movies. I will disagree. Oh, they did do the Ringer. I was right. They did. Listen, Dumb and Dumber. I just can't. That that's top of the mountain for me. Me myself and Irene. Something about Mary. Uh, I haven't watched in a while. I loved it. Kingpin again. It kind of fell off. By the way, I rewatched this like a month or so ago. You ever see a film called Outside Providence? It's terrible. It's like a coming-of-age film in the 70s with Alec Baldwin in it. It's bad. They also did Osmosis Jones, if that's really your thing. Stuck on You, Fever Pitch. I will not watch Fever Pitch, being I hate the Red Sox. Stuck on You, the aforementioned, The Ringer, The Heartbreak Kid, Hall Pass. That wasn't good. The Three Stooges movie. Oh, okay. Then it's uh, Movie 43, Dumb and Dumber 2. Green Book? Oh, okay. That's a nice hard pivot. The greatest beer run ever. That was on Apple TV, which I did not see. But yeah, it's um it's an it's an they came out of the gates fast, but then their horse broke a leg in the race and got shot and had to get put down and made into glue. I used to, I used to dance in gay clubs in Tampa under the name Osmosis Jones. <laughs> 
Did you and did you and and uh, and uh, what's his face? Damn, I'm blanking on him. Channing Tatum. Channing Tatum. I never, I never really had anything to do with him, though. I never, I knew of him, but I didn't have anything to do with you know. Me either. She, she's yeah. just being coy. He just took her title of kielbasa queen from her, and she's pissed. No, he, no, he. I just something about him, like till this day, I don't. Even though, like, you know, he, I could say he's attractive, but personally, I just. Okay. See, it's about the inside, Marcella. Just <laughs> that's just the, the lesson of shallow how. Yeah. Marcelo High needs a guy. I don't know. I just came up with that in the flop, on the flop, and it was terrible. Let's let Don Jameson out of the gate and out of this Channing Tatum fever dream he's in right now. Let's let him <laughs> dust off those notes. Marcella, help me have John. Don, John Don guts the sacred cow. All right, so the first thing I'm going to say right out of the gate is I'm not judging this movie through the lens of 2022 because we all know this script, nobody would even turn this script in because the truth of the matter is, you know, this movie sh should have just been named Fat Shaming Colin the Movie. <laughs> yeah. Right? I mean, that's basically what it is. That's what it would be called today. So it's not about that I'm offended by fat jokes or anything like that, but it just wasn't funny. And and to me, it totally gave the totally different um, lessons uh, about fat people or ugly people, you know, like they basically and, and pretty people like all the negative stereotypes got put on everybody else. All pretty people are vapid and empty. Right. Mm -hmm. And all fat people are nice and charitable and jovial. You know, not necessarily true. Like that person who tweeted him before and they didn't even have good insults. That's the other thing. No movie of fat jokes. And your best one is, Hey, that woolly mammoth that you're dating. I mean, come on, you can do a better job than that. You got all, you got a Hollywood writer sitting in a room making 29.5 a year <laughs> and they can't come up with anything better than who let the dogs out. It was so lame. I mean, I, like I had a, a, a fat friend. I used to call him L Ron Chubber. That's <laughs> That's making the cut of videograms. I promise you. Where was that when I asked you your favorite fat, you know, monikers, L Ron Chubber. You know, what about Ch Chinneth Paltrow? I mean, Christ all, you're 100% right. And I guarantee you this, someone, like, a friend of the Fairley Brothers go, look, here's the $1,000 if you can work in a who let the dogs out reference in this film. Because that was yeah. so goddamn shoehorned. It, yeah, I think everything was shoehorned. It was like, Gwyneth Paltrow just won, well, first of all, she just won an Oscar for Shakespeare in Love. And now this is what she follows it up with. Like, oh my God. What is she thinking, right? But, you know, again, she wants to show that she's a little edgy and that she's cool and she's she's funny and all that stuff. And, you know, she was America's sweetheart and they were trying to position Jack Black as the guy, American sweetheart. The Farrelly brothers were hot. Harvey Weinstein was masturbating to a potted plant one day. And the next thing you know, all these people are on my movie screen. Get them out of here. <laughs> Jason Alexander, who I would consider a comedic genius actor, couldn't even get the stink of this movie off of him. 
he, he was he was so the tail was the the tail was the least offensive thing about Jason <laughs> in this movie. He was George No Stanza in this <laughs> George movie. George No Stanza. It was a I mean the spray on hair, the tail thing was just weird. Like in the last five minutes of the film, you find out he has a tail. We could, you could have had tail jokes the whole movie. Like how do you save that all the way to the end? And that that's could, his. Re- were- that's the big reveal. Is I had a tail. Like that's why he's insecure. Like we're burying the lead with that dog shit joke. Stop it. Yeah, you're you're a chubby, bald, five foot four guy who makes twenty nine five a year. That's why you're a loser. The tail is just a, <laughs> a bonus. So, but I feel bad because isn't Jason Alexander so genius? Like as a comedic actor, and it was just so. It was so bad. It was almost like. Jack Black's over the topness was rubbing off on him as an like Jason. It's usually got those instincts on how to play stuff, but you're, it so, just wait, didn't wait, work. You're, you're, you're so right about Jason Alexander being being a comedic genius because I laugh my balls off when I try to when I watch him try to rate Julia Roberts in Pretty Woman because we all know she could whip his ass. He's not he's not taking her down anytime soon. He's five yeah. foot three. Yeah. And then I love I love he's so insecure that the girl he's dating in the movie is a 25 on a scale of one to 10. Yeah, she's she's a Hollywood 25 and he does. He won't go out there anymore because her second toe is bigger than her first toe. Come on. But we all know oh, guys yeah. like that, though. I mean, we know I know dudes who are like, oh, the feet people, but they'll find like the one thing and they'll focus hyper focus on that. I'm like, dude, you're you're like a Montana four. Like, I don't see how you have right to. <laughs> you're a hell in a four guy. Let's not let's not go out yeah. there and think you're going to land a Gwyneth, a, 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 a Chinneth Paltrow, as you said. Right. <laughs> and she was the least hot woman in in the movie, by the way, Gwyneth Paltrow. I mean, yeah. all those other supporting women were smoking hot. And but there's no way Jason Alexander or whatever his name is, Martinique or whatever his name is in the movie, who's got a tail and spray on hair is getting a Hollywood 25 to be his girlfriend. And he's certainly not shunning her because she has a, one of her toes is longer than the other. Here, here's the bottom line. When the best actor in your film is Tony Robbins, it's time to hire Tony <laughs> Robbins to consult you on how to make a better movie. I was thought you were going to say the Spina Bifida guy, and I would have co-signed on that. <laughs> I mean, so I, I was waiting, like so crowbarred in for no reason to have that in there. But that, I guess that's one of their funny things. Let's find a, some kind of handicap that we can exploit. I don't. Spina bifida, they just think the word spina bifida was funny, so they figured a way to put it in the script. Again, I'm not offended by jokes about anything. They just, right. as long as they're funny. If George Carlin did a 20-minute bit in the 70s about obese people, it would still be funny today because he's funny. There's nothing funny about the fat jokes in the film. There's nothing funny about having a spina bifida guy crawling around on his hands. There was no reason for him. Um, the whole thing about... You know, even it was mildly funny that his dad told him when he was dying all this shallow stuff. But now then he t- confesses to Tony Robbins in the elevator that he doesn't even remember his dad. So how did that seep in so much that he became shallow Hal if he doesn't even remember his dad? Right. So that somehow it, it seeped into his mind and gorgeous because I guess because Jack Black is so gorgeous that he he has Hollywood 25s tripping over themselves to date him too. I mean, that's the premise you have to believe to actually 
think this film works on some level. Now, Jack Black, not a bad looking guy, but if he's not Jack Black and he's a guy that, you know, he's a schlub that works in an office, he's not getting girls like he's getting, supposedly getting in the movie. Can we agree on that? He's no Channing Tatum stripping down at some promiscuous club in Tampa, Florida. That's for damn sure. No, I mean, at least Channing Tatum could rip his shirt off and when he dances, it's something for the ladies. Jack Black dances through 10 of the first 12 minutes of the movie and it's painfully unfunny. Oh, yeah. There's nothing else. There's no dialogue going on. Like, where he, it's just sort of a sight gag in the background. It's just. Jack, Jack Black dances. Jack Black dances like Bruce Springsteen guys doing the mosh pit at a Bruce Springsteen concert. <laughs> only thing missing is like a, is a yeah, only thing missing is a bleached jean jacket that the collars popped. Yeah. <laughs> and what was up with the guy, the dad with the Scottish accent? Here's another lost opportunity to work. Have you ever been? Either guys ever been to Scotland? No, yeah. not there. Yeah, no. So, so you could walk around Scotland all day long talking to people. They're very friendly people, uh, wonderfully interesting, nice people. After midnight, you, it's a different language. You can't understand a word they say if right. they get a few drinks in them. It's a totally different language. You're walking around with a with a book trying to figure out what the hell they're, they're talking about. This is a missed opportunity on every level. Like there was no reason for him to be Scottish. Like if you needed that actor go, listen, you want the role? You got to talk like a regular person. I thought he was Irish, but I, I, I didn't guess who knows. I mean, yeah. it, but it wasn't, I think it was Scottish and at least there could have been mis misunderstandings or something between him and Jack Black with the language, you know, where he's not picking up on the Scottish brogue. Totally, totally from out of left field. Totally. No reason for that. Sure. So, Hated the dad. Um, here's the other. Here's the here's the major flaw to me of the movie is that all the funny is lost when you're when you're seeing Gwyneth Paltrow as she is. So when he's kissing her, it's not funny. He because he's making out with Gwyneth Paltrow, who's an A-list Hollywood actress at the time. You have to see the other. You have to see Chinneth Paltrow. <laughs> you need yeah, to be kissing Chinneth Paltrow to make the comedy work. Right. You see but what they, I mean? Like, yeah, they tease it though, they, with the glimpses of what the, with the reflection in the mirror and all that stuff. You're right, though. It's not it's, – it's, so it's supposed to be subtle. I'm with you. I want to see him have to, you know, like a Great Dane making out with another Great Dane. Like, that's what I want to yeah. say. <laughs> like at, the, at the end, one of the, the biggest thing I laughed at was at the end – when he goes to her house and he doesn't, obviously he doesn't know who she is because he's never seen her uh, at a real size. And he starts making out with the, with the uh, weights, the, the, the servant, right. who's a big fat woman. When yeah. he started making out with her, I was cracking up. It was yeah. hilarious. That's what you needed to see with Gwyneth. Like when the chairs break throughout the movie, you need to see through his eyes, the skinny girl, the, the chair break. Then when you cut to the other point of view, you need to see the other one. Then yeah. it's funny. It's not funny the, when you see a skinny girl in a canoe and he's up in the air, but here's a hundred pound girl in the front. It it didn't work no. comedically at all. No. I hear you. Probably because they showed it to the studio the other way and they go, nah, it's too mean that way. I But look, you could be mean or you, and funny or, or not mean and not funny. You got to, you know, you got to pick a direction. I didn't think it worked at all that way. 
mean and funny, I say the perfect definition would be Borat or even or Bruno. The, he nails that with those characters. I'm so bummed out that that was a body double in Gwyneth Paltrow. I know. Because that was what? like the best part of the film yeah. where she takes off her pants and, you know, oh. What a cute butt. A cute butt, but indeed. When the chair broke towards the end, right before he gets changed back, she she breaks that chair and she- Oh, oh, I wrote this down. I wrote this down too. I know you're gonna say- The legs, go, open, go, go, the legs yeah. open up. Panty yeah, shot, panty good. shot. Yeah, that was good. Um, I rewound that twice, by the way. <laughs> like a complete dirt bag. I go, no. And you see her kind of like tuck her shirt or uh, skirt over that too to kind of, and you see that I think Jack Black kind of helped scoop the dress up too. But I'm surprised they kept that shot in. No. I, and I'm very disappointed that you only rewound it twice. I rewound it at least a half a dozen times. <laughs> Let's see. Um, what other notes do I got? Um, yeah, you know, again, I thought Jack Black was good as a sincere actor, and I don't. And so, but then I got confused. Like, did I did I feel bad for Hal Logan, or did I feel bad for Jack Black? An hour plus into the movie, and I still really hadn't got too many chuckles out of it yet. So <laughs> I don't know. I don't know which I was. I felt worse for. But again, yeah, the funny at the ending when he's making out with the, serv the servant. And um, that's, uh, you know, that's really about, oh. Oh, yeah, the last thing. Uh, you know what? If, if you thought Jack Black was funny in the movie, that, that's cool, whatever. I mean, I, to me, he did a lot of mugging. But I, what really disturbed me the most was those Nancy Pelosi eyebrows that he had. <laughs> Holy shit. Who, who shaped those for him? <laughs> that's ridiculous. Didn't one of them call them unibrow? Someone called him unibrow in that. Yeah, they somebody did call them unibrow. Yeah, but they were like they were like yeah, you could ski off the ends of them. Yeah. <laughs> they were arched up like that one Bond film that just jump off in the in the parachute the Yukon Jack comes open. <laughs> yeah, they're they're going to have the slalom event at the, the next Olympics on those eyebrows. Oh man! So a couple laughs, a couple laughs in there, a couple funny lines. But, you know, like the, when you said them, they were kind of funny. But then, you know, if you didn't buy into the characters and you didn't weren't buying into the script, the lines just, you know what I mean? Like, you know, when you're having a, a crappy set mm -hmm. and people start laughing like 20 minutes in, you're never going to, you know, you're never going to get people, you're never going to get eights and nines on jokes. You know, you'll probably get sixes the rest of the time if they just start laughing 20 minutes in. Same thing. It's like by the time, all right, that was pretty funny. I just it didn't I didn't laugh. Give me a number one to ten. Yeah. I'll give it a well it's a a four? Ooh. Not too persuasive with that four? I think a, I'll give it a four. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. 
Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun... Yeah, you get it every time. And if you love the filet of fish, right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just six dollars. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba da ba ba ba. Marcella, my dear, why don't you go and give your notes on this uh, okay. Oscar-nominated snub? Uh, not uh, Oscar snub film. Excuse me. Okay, so the first thing, dating the neighbor um, in the beginning when Jack Black is dating his neighbor, I feel like that would have never happened. Why? Because because that was out of the league. I can't see it happening. Like, like me personally, I don't want to know who my neighbors are. A lot of women, we don't want to get too close to our neighbors for nothing, none in the world. You know what I'm saying? If they're heterosexual male, it's too close because of the boundaries thing. Oh, yeah, so I just Maybe feel like that one, it, it was not realistic. I was, I was saying, I'm looking at condos in Brooklyn, knock, knock. <laughs> <laughs> I'm deep in Brooklyn. <laughs> so, and number two, running into t- Tony Robbins and then Tony Robbins having, like, being that open to a stranger, that was just, that was a part that I felt like was so unrealistic. Yeah, uh, yeah. You want to you talk, like, talk, pal? You have to pay $250 for my seminar right, and buy a yeah, book. Yeah, like he's, Exactly. Like he's not going to just sit there and talk. He'll say, hey, why don't you come to my seminar? Why don't you come to he's going to try selling him something. So that right there, I feel like was something that was unrealistic. This was really, really hard because I did like the movie. um, But some things I feel like wouldn't really work today. And number three is when the kid him and the kids in the hospital, nobody could just my grandmother was in the hospital this summer. I couldn't even walk up to see her. She's 86 years old. You know, like I had to stop, get a pass. But in the movie, he just walks up and there's all those kids in that burn unit. And I felt like that was something. Pre-9-11, like, Marcella, pre-9-11. Was it pre-9-11? <laughs> was it? Oh, it was. It came out It came out in November of 2001. So they filmed it before that. Oh. <laughs> Make it a joke. Yeah, hospitals. That yeah, you get smoke in hospitals. You know, hell, and the exorcist are smoking the entire time when he's when he's in the hospital. <laughs> um, and then number four, I would say again with Tony Robbins, when Jason Alexander approaches Tony Robbins trying to fix that problems again, Tony Robbins is going to be like with his hand open right away, trying to be like, oh, you want? It's going to you know he's going to try selling them any guru like that is into sales they're just they're not they're gonna say hi bye and and that's about it so um and then the last thing when he bumps into katrina um there's a girl named katrina and she's supposed to be an ugly girl mm-hmm. and to me i'm like wait a minute i know a lot of guy um she would be at least a seven in new jersey any guy <laughs> would hit that girl like like she, she, she was semi attractive. Like I, I, like I saw her and I'm like, this isn't, they didn't do a really good job for the girls that were supposedly ugly. They did a good job with the girls that were bigger, but 
it was like they just put some stickers on there. And I'm like, I know guys that would she's like a 10 to some guys. You know what I mean? That girl was too hot that they were saying uh, the one Katrina, the one from Boston that he ran yeah. at first. He was in the car with and then he saw later. Right. A lot of guys would go ahead and hit that in a second. <laughs> you know what I mean? I know men way too well. So those were my. Wow. The my uh oh, and the six was the tail part again. Why didn't they mention this earlier to make it funny? And, and like that was I had this I forgot about that. Yeah, because I I was gonna say the same thing. Why didn't they mention this? They said at the last minute, and then it was kind of like, huh, you know. Mm-hmm. And by that part, it kind of lost its, you know, funniness. I think they should have brought it in the beginning. Would have been a lot more humor. And I agree agree with Marcel about the the girl from Boston coming back at the end. Um, She was, I mean, but then again, I'd hit the girl that's behind Kevin's head, the blonde right there. So, uh. (laughs) oh, you know how to flirt like the best on Jameson. (laughs) I don't know what that says about me. Now I think the film should have ended. This is just me. This is my personal thing. I think the film should have ended where she goes, I'm sorry, I committed to this 14 month thing. I gotta go do this. And then you and then you fade to black and you cut 14 months later and they run into each other like in the grocery store and she's Gwyneth Paltrow size again. And he goes, oh my God, it's amazing to see you. And she goes, yeah, you know, while I was gone doing the peacekeeping, I lost a lot of weight. Then they get together at the end. That would have been a nice ending right there. Yeah. And then they cut to somewhere in Namibia where they actually made a clone of her and the fat one's being is feeding a village. <laughs> I don't know. Or, or Jack Black got super heavy. And she got <laughs> or he kill or he killed her and he, and he made a suit out of her skin. Oh, like Science of the Lambs. <laughs> All right. Spitballing here on this podcast. Uh, Marcel, what else do you have? Um, that's what I came up with because it was very hard because I actually enjoyed the movie. So All right. Give me a number very, one to ten. Very hard for me. Seven. You liked this a lot. I I did like okay. it though. I I liked it. It was you know way better like way better than the last movie that I was on. You know with because I guess I was compared to a child. It wasn't too long ago. So and it was it was cute. Yeah, she did Gremlins. By the way, yeah. Don, she she's not a fan wow. of Gremlins. So, well, I when I was younger, because it was the time span of seeing Gremlins, and then when sure. you see it as an adult, you're like, what, huh? But this movie, because again, it came out when I was adult, and I'm still an adult. It's not a lot of stuff. The only thing I could see they they couldn't really do it today, and no, uh, I, no, and there's a lot of nasty fat people out there. You don't say. So, yeah, there's a there, lot of nasty. A lot, a lot of them are flying Spirit and, and Southwest and Airlines. There was a part I forgot this when they were dancing around, and um, I know a lot of people that they're very confident in their body now. That so that's that's where I feel like yeah. Seven for Marcella, Donna four. These notes brought to you by Gutting the Sacred Cow. Have you left us a five-star rating and two and three sentence review on your podcast platform of choice? You have it. Why not? You know I love the screenshot, my favorites. Mm-hmm. Please do so. Gutting the sacred cow at gmail.com if you want to advertise with us or just to say hello. Notes. 
Shallow Hal's dad giving him advice about dating hot young women on his deathbed sounds exactly like Charlie Sheen, Prince Andrew, and Jeffrey Epstein would sell their sons as well. <laughs> after, <Yes>. of course, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and of course, <laughs> after Hillary Clinton will hang Prince Andrew like she did with Jeffrey Epstein, allegedly. Jack Black dancing is annoying as that as that dance the cha cha or the electric slide at weddings. Yes. Or or yeah, two Guidos having a dance off in a club down the Jersey Shore too. I forgot to add that. <laughs> How about Hal's neighbor, the female that Marcella brought up, insinuating that he should move because she's not into him? What a narcissistic twat! Is this like a loser leaves town match after someone declares feelings for someone that aren't returned? What a bitch! You should leave and move out of this building because I don't like you. Is that way? <laughs> Jack Black easily seems like the guy who lies about how many women he slept with. Mm -hmm. Here's one where they were playing. I called me when you said that. What'd you say, Don? Why were you looking at me when you said that? <laughs> Everyone plays the Frankenstein game like they did in the movie when it comes to the perfect dream person. I thought about it for about 30 seconds and I have mine. You ready? Brooklyn Decker face, Emily Rajakowski boobs, Taylor Swift legs, and J-Lo ass. Don, your turn. Mm. Channing, Channing Tatum face, Channing Tatum cock, mm. Channing Tatum ass. Chris Hemsworth abs. <laughs> um. <laughs> Jim Florentine uh, face. Yeah, and ass also. Yeah. Um, I, you know what's funny with for me with um, with Hollywood people? It's like, I don't know, like, they, I, like I'll see him at like one time and then I'll go, oh man, that that woman's gorgeous. And then the next time I see her in a movie and it's like, ah, I'm not, I don't know. You know, I think Jennifer Aniston's really pretty. I mean, she obviously must be completely nuts. Um, oh, hundred percent. I have my, I have my reasons about her, but go ahead and I'll tell you mine in a second. Why? Um, I don't, you know, she, she's got a pretty face. Um, body wise, God, who's, who's got a super hot body. I, I'm a boob guy. Me too. So uh, somebody with boobs. <laughs> yeah, I don't too many of them. Than hers. I think Jennifer <laughs> Aniston. She she's been divorced how many times? I think she loves shitting with the bathroom door open, and then all the dudes are like, "I'm done. I can't have this anymore," and they leave. <laughs> like her and Halle Berry are like two two of the most beautiful women. Oh yeah. In and no, and no guy wants to stay with either of them. But I don't know who's a busty. Who's who's a busty Hollywood? There's that woman. Salma that Hayek. On, no, there's a, a woman. She was a redhead and she was on Mad Man. Yes. Yes. Yeah. She's the one. Yeah. OK. Jennifer Addison's face, Christina's boobs. And I don't really like a big butt. So I go with somebody a little more. Whoever, whoever the stunt double was for Gwyneth. Paltrow. Yeah. <laughs> I'm on her butt. <laughs> Marcella, how about you? Give me your uh, perfect hybrid. Oh, perfect hybrid. Kevin Goatee's oh, face, Don Jameson's arms. <laughs> <laughs> A perfect hybrid. I can't really, because with men, it's different. We look at, women really do look more of personality than looks, though. Well, that means Don yeah. and I have Chris Hemsworth personality then. <laughs> <laughs> Because sometimes if a guy's too fit, that's too. Um, mm -mm. Okay. Yeah. 
Cancel yeah. my gym membership. All right. <laughs> Get fat. Okay. Next in the notes, uh, Jack Black. Jack Black, though, however, has no body parts that people would like to make part of his Frankenstein game that we just played. Tony Robbins looks like NBA former star George Morrison. Don, I think you know that one. Morrison. Yeah. Morrison. Yeah, I fucked that up. Hal has the charisma of a drunk mortgage sales rep at a convention while he's dan- like he's dancing, and he's also dancing like he's running serpentine to the nearest bathroom before exploding into diarrhea clouds. <laughs> his By dancing way, George, annoys me. George Morrison made made a horrible movie with Billy, Billy Crystal. Crystal. Mm-hmm. We could gut, except it was not beloved in any way, shape, or form. <laughs> or made money. <laughs> or, or or won an award. No. Hal does more white girl overbite dances than four drunken middle school teachers during a happy hour at Applebee's. <laughs> Gwen, we said this before, Gwyneth Paltrow super attractive, but her kookiness, like you, Don Jameson, takes me out of it. She named her kid Apple. That is grounds for Child Protective Services in my book to make an appearance. <laughs> Every time Jack Black does the cuckoo thing, he should have his face oh. smashed down into a subway seat of homeless fecal matter. Yeah. You're, you're, you're being too kind. I know. Oh, it just irks me. Never met a Rosemary who didn't look like she's at a bowling alley five nights a week. That's true. Hal is just so goddamn creepy. The kissing game with the kids is beyond weird. Oh, yeah, yeah. That, that was, oh, yeah, that was nasty. Yeah, but I, I like the kissing game. In fact, that's a new game I can have. I can play with my wife, and the kissing game will take place below my belt. <laughs> so you didn't, why do we, why do you got to work blue? Oh. I hate that. I'm sorry. <laughs> I love to see if Jack Black would have bought a Gwyneth Paltrow vagina candle when she was overweight Rosemary instead, though. Oh, it would smell like eggplant parm seven days out in the sun. Yeah, so it smelled like we're getting six milkshakes, 3 a.m. White Castle and baby wipes. <laughs> and then Wait, I want to ask Marcella something real quick. I don't. I, sure. Sorry to your, Go ahead, buddy. Your flow. Mm-hmm. So what would you get? Again, because the premise of the movie is that it's Jack Black has to be attractive in some manner to to go out with these hotties, these smoke shows, as the kids say. Yeah. On scale of one to ten, what's Jack Black in this movie? Oh, he's a five. Yeah. That high? So, so, All right, I guess. Yeah. Like, well, four or five, but he's a total douche in the movie. Yeah, he's it, it a- was just cute. He was a douche, but I don't. I'm not finding attractive. I just think the whole overall movie was a cute, you know, funny. What it was perfect watching on a Saturday afternoon type of movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's in Omaha Seven, I bet. Probably so. Easily. Jason you know, when I lived when I lived in L.A., I have to say, guys like him would get so many girls. It was the weirdest thing. That angers me. <laughs> I don't know why. Because they're, I know why. Because they're all movie producers. That's why. No, the women over there were desperate for housing majority of the time. Bingo. I knew it yeah. couldn't have been that easy of a of a of a situation. Yeah. You want to be a, an A-lister or a landlord. That's how you get boomtang in Los Angeles. <laughs> Check out Don Jameson's squatting hat places he's offering up for you ladies if you want to put up <laughs> put out, excuse me. Oh, I got a place for you to squat. <laughs> Jason Alexander doesn't look like a Mauricio. He looks more like a Morris or a Maury, guys. Let's be honest. 
Yeah. What was that, Mauricio? Like, you, you know, it irks me that he was Mauricio because it's, there's, I know they think that's funny somehow. That he's Italian, but he looks nothing Italian. He's from Jersey, but he's not Italian. No. <laughs> Never heard someone refer to their dick as a willy in the last 20 years, and thankfully so, because that was a stupid slang for, uh, for your hog. The head. It's a two-hour two two movie of fat jokes, and all of a sudden they get coy when it comes to describing yeah. his penis. I mean, come on. He, he's doing morning DJ safe code words for Dick. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the heavy-handedness of anti-fat shaming in this film is overbearing for a supposed comedy. This film has felt like a lecture for the last 35 minutes, by the way, Matt. I've laughed harder during a Greta Thunberg speech than this film. How dare you? <laughs> during the gym scene, Jason Alexander is dressed like someone who's never been to a gym. Wow. He's, he's, the physique. Yeah. He, he's dressed like he's trying to go. He, he, he's on a trial membership for a country club in the 80s. And he's the last member. Zing. I love the callback. I was wondering why Hal was driving a Jeep Wagoneer with a bike rack at the top, but now my question has been answered at an hour and four minutes in. I wonder when my next question will be answered, and that is, how much longer do I have to wait to have laugh number four? This has been an hour-plus apology letter to overweight people and those with disabilities. Ron Darling gets this. I, I think it was had the opposite uh, message to me. Like I said at the top, you know, it just it just demonized other people for the sake of making overweight people happy. So they basically just have offended everybody. I don't. I didn't get that. I thought it was so like, we see you, fat people. We're gonna have fun, but we're gonna really just bash you in the face with that obvious. We know it's wrong, and we're here to correct it. Hey, Ron Darren gets his sack card. Too bad he only got one. He has one sack card and one World Series win. <laughs> or, or ring, excuse me. There's more pandering here than a Sebastian Maniscalco special. <laughs> I knew that I'd get Don. Marcel was the bonus. Thank you. <laughs> Gwyneth Paltrow breaks two chairs at restaurants. Please don't tell me the screenwriters adhere to the rule of three on this one because those are the hackiest fat jokes we've seen come on again fat person middle aisle of an airplane funny this a fat chair of the legs splaying out nah yuck please tell me that when hal has that spell reversed with the hostess that how can't determine who a hot woman woman is before and then seeing her after the spell has been lifted as seeing like don jameson in a wig <laughs> Is that what I would look like? Yes, with lipstick too, but so purty of a mouth. Well, well, no doubt about that. Why does Jack Black have a bunch of dollar bills framed on his wall? Did you catch that? I did. Is that his, is that his in case of emergency break glass fund for strippers? <laughs> so we go back to Hal in the hospital. He was playing the kissing game with burn victim kids that are more susceptible to infection than someone swimming in the Amazon with open sores. Yeah, that doesn't happen. You think you're gonna be kissing kids who have skin grafts and who are victims of third degree burns? No. 
Mauricio driving a VW Cabriolet. What a real pussy magnet for such a playboy, right? Yeah, he should. I, I rented a car the other day. It was a Chevy Spark. I, I said, does, it, does this come with a stick so I can beat all the women off with? <laughs> what happened, Don? Were they out of Miatas for you? Yeah. <laughs> or Jettas? Yeah, me and, me and Mauricio could have cruised in Miata. <laughs> Choker necklaces on dudes. I forgot. Guilty as charged, kids. I made my donations to American Eagle and Abercrombie late 90s, early 2000s. And to see that brought back on the screen sent some douche chills right up my spine and some shivers right <laughs> down my fucking butthole. Don, you had two? No, but, but oh, I, awesome. I, whenever I see you, I picture you wearing one of those those uh, seashell chokers. I did the Buka <laughs> shell ones. We, yeah. the, the, uh, the Jeff Probst Survivor sur starter kit. Yes. <laughs> I just didn't have the blue denim shirt and say, come on in, guys. <laughs> Three Survivor jokes. Jack Black kisses like a golden retriever who wanted to try oral sex on a Great Dane. Oh. <laughs> Rosemary dad by the way did you notice this Don Rosemary's dad movie. it would have been a lot better movie Airbud 3 the deep down the deep dark secret <laughs> oh, God. Rosemary's dad did you recognize who he is Don shame on you if you didn't that's one of the KC mob guys in casino Momo that's the one who orders all the hits on those guys but now he's going faith and bigora with the fake Irish accent I sorry I cannot make the separation it's great, great movie. Casino did not Love recognize it. him as a guy, so he's not Scottish. So that that was a put on, and it's so why again? Where's the funny? That's as bad as Cameron Diaz's Irish accent in uh, Gangs of New York. But like to do at least do like Brad Pitt did in uh, Slit. What was that? Snatch. Movie? Slit. Snatch. <laughs> Slit. Snatch. Whatever. Cruz, you know what I'm talking about. Cruz. Yeah, at least make it so he's un completely un not understandable. That yeah. would have been fun. Great film, Snatch. Or or have that actor halfway through the movie just turn Casino on <laughs> and then you don't have to watch Shallow Hal anymore. <laughs> what do you mean Hal's gone? He's gone and there's nothing we could do about it. Different movie, <laughs> but you get the joke. This film felt like a PSA the Fairleys had to do after blowing a .25 at a DWI checkpoint and calling the and calling the arresting officer a fat Irish McWaste of garbage. <laughs> this film was pure pandering without any consistency of jokes whatsoever. And I kept count, by the way, Don Jameson, three, three laughs. Ah, 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 ah. You can't argue the quality of jokes because there aren't enough to designate this as a comedy. Me, myself, and Irene, dumb and dumber. They're the t mountaintop for the Farrelly's. I'll, you know, kingpin, fine. It didn't grab me anymore as much, but I'll, I'll let that fly. This this film was an egregious waste of time. I hated it when I saw it in the theater. I hate Jack Black with the. There are two actors I cannot watch, and I had to watch for one of the, for this one, another for another film. I cannot stand Ben Stiller, and I cannot stand Jack Black. So you can imagine the thermonuclear explosion when someone made me oh. watch Tropic Thunder because I despise both of them. Meet the parents oh. was the other. Meet the Parents was the other one that was done in this podcast. I, again, Jack Black, greatest King Kong. He was also in um, 
enemy of the state with Will Smith. He was a computer nerd. Okay, fine. But when he has this silly, over-the-top horseshit comedy, he is school of rock. Nope, can't make it through it. So annoying and not funny. I throw him right in the pile of Napoleon Dynamite. Two out of ten. Fuck this movie. Wow. I hate this wow. film. And it's funny, you said before, a comedy should not be an hour and 50 goddamn minutes. An hour and 40, 45 is the max. This dragged. Critics, five-star reviews. Romantic comedy is pretty tame for Fairly Brothers. This film is not funny, not sorry, this film is not as funny as their best, but fascinates in the discomforting way it foregrounds the brothers' normally buried, facile, moral dialectic. Ding dong, we have our first catch of the day, a blowfish with a nice side of wannabe intellectual and a dollop of conceit and a sprinkle of insecurity. I hate this reviewer. Mm. Disguised as a gross-out comedy, simply in order to get made, it's a heartfelt portrait of living in our own skin. Mm. We've seen so many comedies that try to be something about Mary or something like this, and the Farley brothers come to the rescue and show us how it's done. No. No. Critics, one-star reviews. Obviously, no one bothered to tell Peter and uh, Bobby and Peter Farley to stick with what they do best in filmmaking, insanity, stupidity, and raunchy bathroom jokes. <laughs> the Farley brothers are fresh out of ideas with this dull effort, a kind of Farley, Farley light. They have replaced international bad taste with the unintentional sort. A comedy that is as lame in its storytelling as it is in its physical execution. That reminds me of the old Steve Spurrier quote, how do you think your team, ex you know, team execution? I'm all for it. <laughs> <laughs> a movie that meanders from one sight gag to the next, many of which you've already seen in the commercials. True. Amazon five-star reviews. Such a clever plot. Love it. Signed, Stephen King. Really? Big fan, I guess. <laughs> next one. That's my neighbor. <laughs> yeah. I found the next one is I found a great guy when I was 15 years old. He was a burn victim, but I honestly only saw him as a very good looking, charming, kind, sweet and affectionate guy. I couldn't wait to bring him home to meet the family. When I introduced him to the family, they all just stared at him. Then they started making jokes right to his face. I was mortified. After that, he wouldn't go out with me. It broke my heart because I was really in love with them to this day. And I'm 63 years old. I have never found a man that I love as much as him. I hope everyone who reads this learns something from my comments here. Signed, Don Jameson. Now, that's heartfelt, I guess. <laughs> I, think, I think, can you imagine that woman? Like, a Nightmare on Elm Street must be a porn to her. Yeah. <laughs> she, she goes, he they ask, how big's his dick? It looks like burnt bacon, but man, it's eight inches of fun. <laughs> it tastes good. Less filling. Uh, this movie was warm and touching. It reminds us to look below the surface of others so that we can see the real person. The only thing that was objectionable about this film was the excessive profanity 
that the movie's producer is deliberately inserted to get a higher rating, which was PG-13. Take that garbage out of the film, as well as uh-huh. a brief sex scene in which the Rosemary is seen from behind wearing a skimpy thong bikini. Then the whole family can enjoy it. Subscribing to a DVD profanity filtering system like Clearplay will make that possible. Their website is clearplay.com. So do you not understand the point of the movie? Nothing has to be sanitized to lower it for, to help make it a family film, you selfish douche. Amazon, Amazon one-star reviews. Well, Amazon said funny, funny, I am sick, 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 looking at fat women, but the country just loves these fat babes. The rest of the country will give it five stars. Yes. I've only, I think I've understood like one of all these reviews so far. Well, this one's going to get you. Watch this on a recommendation. Can't stand, can't stand Jack Black. Still can't. His name in a movie is not a good reason to bother watching it. I'd rather watch something with Dan Aykroyd. He's bad, but not as bad as Jack Black. Signed, Chevy Chase. Oh, there you have it. <laughs> we see the hypnotized Hal pleasing obese women everywhere while he is actively working against his own interests and those of humanity. When he was categorizing women based on their physical fitness and beauty, he was practicing a form of selection that allowed us to be the most successful species on the planet. His choice gave him excellent odds of mating with a woman who happened to be fertile, fertile, excuse me, and also strong enough to survive pregnancy. Contrast this with what happened after he was placed on the conjurer's spell as his reproductive chances immediately evaporated. A porcine woman is one less likely to be fecund and also one more likely to contract diabetes, hypertension, preeclampsia, and ovarian cancer, along with producing babies who are also afflicted with I don't even know this word. O-M-P-H-A-L-O-C-L-E. Nope, don't know it. And other various birth defects. There's nothing shallow about avoiding obese women. The fact is it's the height of intelligence. Such a predisposition is highly refined and highly recommended. That we have evolved to the point of castigating men who desire healthy mates is merely an indicator of a society-wide misandry and a reflexive habit of condemning what is male while fawning over what is female. Signed, Teresa Giudice from Real Housewives of New Jersey. She had me a fecund. <laughs> Last one. Well, what they have given their fans is a disgrace to the comedy genre. In fact, the only thing that's funny about Shallow Hal is Jason Alexander's comments about obese people, and you feel sorry for laughing at them. The film is about finding the inner beauty in a person and being content to not judge people on looks. What a crock. I'm 28 years old. I don't need nor want a morality lesson from a movie, especially one that's been false advertised. Nevertheless, Jack Black does a decent job acting, as does Gwyneth Paltrow. As mentioned, Jason Alexander steals every scene he is in, but he can't support the laugh quota for this dud. So, if you're expecting Kingpin or Dumb and Dumber, don't even bother with Shallow Hal. It is by far the worst of the Fairley Brothers to date. Not recommended. Marcel Alonso. Oh, sorry. Go ahead, Don. I'm just saying, if you do the math here, I think we have a gutting. I was just going to ask Marcel Alonso, did Don Jameson gut that sacred cow? Uh, not as much as you did. <laughs> <laughs> you got it away more. <laughs> Holy shit. You really Don, got ro- Don just got roasted on his own <laughs> attempt to gut the film. He's <laughs> right. being honest. She's right, though. It's, I'm being honest. I didn't know you. I like- I, I, it was hard for me because I kind of, I like the, the whole story of it. 
But I'm, I'm glad that see, it's good when the other when the, the guests like when I did the Sandlot and the other guy was gutting it. I sort of I was like Marcella. I'm like, yeah, I, you know, I didn't mind. I didn't think it was a bad movie. But man, did that guy have disdain. Mike Price. <laughs> I love Mike. Yeah. Mike Price for The Simpsons. He's he's an awesome dude. You got to do a movie like Blue Crush, I think, or something. Uh, that will not qualify, surfing. my dear. <laughs> a surfing movie. I'll be like, oh, like that. I well, someone, that so, someone did try to do, try to do Point Break, and that's a surfing film. Or is it Point Break or Blue Crush? I don't know which one. It's Blue like Crush surfing. is with uh, the blonde chick. I forgot her name. But Point Break is Keanu and Patrick Swayze. And, and oh, Howard. okay. I'm thinking of Blue Crush. Yeah, Blue Crush. Yeah, yeah. Point Break is perfect film. It's goddamn. Crush enjoyable. Viagra. <laughs> you know, and then you snorted off some rando's cock in a bar in the in the, in the, uh, in the piano grand hotel or the Chelsea Grand Hotel. In your bedroom. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I'll see you in thirty, cutie pie. Marcel Alonso, we enjoyed having you. Tell everybody what you're up to. All ladies first for the plugs. Thank what are you up you. to? Where can we find you? Um, you can find my IG is Marcella Sobella. Um. All my social media sites are under Marcella Sobella. My Facebook fan page is Marcella Sobella. Lost my TikTok. Um, and Twitter is Marcella underscore L-U-V. And I have two different podcasts. You could just go on Apple Podcasts, write in Marcella Alonzo, and you'll see Get Schooled and Sunday Funday. Two different opposites podcast one is about adult entertainment the other one is comedians stand-up comedians sweet speaking of comedians i'm not no, <laughs> wait what don jameson my buddy shout it out brother what's what are you up to now uh, uh you know just uh, out doing my thing um come come see me at uncle Vinny's, uh february 8th and 9th in point pleasant beach new jersey it's uh, my home club one of my favorite places in the world to play and uh, for all other dates worldwide, go to uh, Don Jameson Official on Facebook and Instagram and Real Don Jameson on the Twitter. Nice. Guttingthesacredcow.com where you can grab yourself a kick-ass hat, mug, bag, shirt, whatever. At Kevin Goatee, K-E-V-I-N-G-O-O-T-E-E, dates and all that other good stuff as well. Fantasy football jibber-jabber is ended by the time this airs, so I'm not going to promote that. At Gutting the Sacred Cow podcast on TikTok and Instagram, at GTSC podcast on the old Twitter. Marcella, it's fantastic having you back on. And Don Jameson, open invitation. You. you know that, buddy. I'm so glad you, uh, you're a regular here. Everyone loves having you on and hearing you. So thank you both for hanging out with us on a lovely Monday night for an hour and change. And thank you all to the, to the fans and the, everybody of the show. Thanks for all the kind words. We love, love, love hearing from you. And it's always delightful to hear those words of encouragement from you. We'll see you guys soon. Take care. Avita Zen. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites 
according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. 